Hello and welcome to New Life Living's podcast, where we're seeking a greater life, living for God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says we are a new creature, and that's exactly what we are. However, you and I both know we still got some old habits, and we're here to try to figure out how we live a better life as a new creature in Christ. Hey, I'm your host today, Pastor Randy Hennigan, and uh, this is our second podcast. It's number two, and uh, had such a great time with the first podcast last week, and uh, looking forward to what God's going to do for us today. Hey, look, uh, I always want to make sure that I get in a little bit of advertisement, and if you're anywhere around Price, Texas, 3635 Highway 42 South in Price, You'll find New Life Tabernacle, church sitting up on the hill, and we'd love to have you. Service times, Sunday at 1030, and Wednesday night Bible study at 7. Look, um, last week we talked a little bit about life experiences, and um, uh, I had a great time, and uh, I believe that hopefully it impacted somebody's life and that you found this past week uh, a better week living, uh, living your life, but Today I want to talk about something that um, might make you uneasy. I want to broach a subject today that uh, might cause you to hesitate or to uh, take a look in the mirror and go, "Mm, do I really want to do that? And uh, it just simply, I want to talk about getting out of our comfort zones. Now look. I'm not preaching to you this morning. I'm preaching to all of us this morning. I'm not talking to just anybody in particular. Every single person that I know would benefit, some more than others, but all would benefit from learning how to occasionally, and maybe even on a regular basis, get out of your comfort zone And you'll be surprised at how in living life you'll find yourself uh, having experiences and developing character and developing thought processes and understanding about different things that you would never get if you were stuck doing the same old thing every day. I I go back in my mind and... uh, like I said, it's, 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 everybody's a little different, and we all have different experiences. But I go back whenever I was just a kid growing up in a little town called Deweyville. And uh, up until the time I entered high school, uh, I would be what you considered a fat kid. Wasn't all that popular. Uh, I was quiet. I know some of y'all, my wife certainly doesn't believe that, but I was very, very quiet. I was a reader. Uh, wasn't an athletic kind of a person. Uh, did a lot of outside stuff. I mean, I, that was one of those things. Where, man, we was raising cattle and hauling hay and doing all that stuff. But I, I wasn't a, a sports fanatic. Uh, and so I was a kind of that uh, nerdy-looking kid uh, up until high school. And uh, not saying I didn't have friends. Had some good friends, uh, small school, so that was to be expected. But In Texas, and I don't know how it is now, uh, it has changed a lot, but when I was in high school, let's say I graduated in 86, 
I just dated myself, so four years before that would be about um, about 84, 82. About 82, I guess, is when I entered high school as a freshman. Obviously, everybody knows everybody in a small school. I graduated with 60 people. Uh, we, we were forced at that time, we were forced to take uh, either you went to home ec and learned how to cook, or you went to Future Farmers of America, FFA, and learned how to grow what you cooked. And uh, since how my mom was a home ec teacher, uh, I already knew how to cook. Kudos to mom. I can do a lot of things. Crochet, sew. Uh, my wife will tell you I clean house better than she does. I just choose not to. However, uh, I chose to go to FFA. It was the first year for a man by the name Waldrum to be the ag teacher in Deweyville. In fact, just the other day I was on, on Facebook and I saw Mr. Delgado, who was the previous guy. And, uh, man, I had not thought of Mr. Delgado, but I was familiar with him. But, but he was not my ag teacher. He was the ag teacher for the years before I got to high school. But uh, uh, Mr. Waldrum, uh, who I think, as far as I know, is probably still teach. I think he's still teaching in Deweyville today. And uh, first rattle out of the box, you know, you, you, you're in FFA, and they've got all this stuff, you know, that you can do. And uh, running for office and all this kind of stuff. Well, Mr. Waldrum asked me and, and, and suggested that I do this thing called extemporaneous public speaking. I didn't know what in the world extemporaneous was. That wasn't a cowboy word. So come to find out, this is where you go in and you'd get you about three minutes to study up and write you out about a three to five minute speech. And then you go speak as a, a you know, in front of a group of people, this speech that you just made up. Well, look, that was not me. There was no way I was going to do that. I just, that was not who I was. I was not that outgoing. And uh, I don't know how that rascal talked me into it, but he talked me into signing up for extemporaneous public speaking in 1982 in Deweyville, Texas. Because of that, and I'm not going to go into all of it because i probably get some of it wrong, but I know that by the time I exited high school as as and graduated, they used to give out these banners for winning different things. And I had banners every year for public speaking. Not only that, when I all of a sudden realized that I could stand in front of people and I had something to say that they would listen to, that I could uh, deliver that in a way that made them want to listen, well, Lord, next thing you know, I done run for a chapter office, and then I run for a district office, and then I run for an area office, and uh, things happen, and would have run for a state office, but just didn't do it, and uh, I, cr- I credit, I do credit Mr. Waldrum for being that that person who pushed me outside of my comfort zone 
And I don't know, and who knows, he would probably tell you that he was such a wonderful, wise teacher that he saw all of that happen. And I, whether he did or didn't, who knows. Uh, I hope that he did. I would like to say that he, you know, he did. But whatever caused it, he was the guy who I credit with being able to, if even right now on this podcast, be able to, to, to be here to record something, not be nervous. Uh, it's different. I'm sitting in my office here at the church. There's nobody here. There's no thousands of people out there. And, and since that time, I've stood in front of thousands and thousands of people, and I've spoke, and I've preached in countless pulpits, and uh, I, I have be people today look at me and go, "Oh, you're just an, an ex, you know, you're just one of those uh, always uh, positive, you know, always friendly, always." Look, the real truth of the matter is me, Randy, not Pastor Randy, not whoever. I can go sit in a quiet room and read a book and be perfectly happy. But I have learned by getting out of my comfort zone that there's uh, other things that I enjoy as well. I'd have never known that. Who's to say I would even have have wound up being brave enough to stand in a pulpit if it hadn't been for being pushed outside of my comfort zone that first time? You say, man, that's a, that's a long story. Hey, that's my story. Everybody's got their own. There's other things that I've done. I remember the first time I got on a bull and uh, was going to ride a bull. First bull I rode. Second bull, uh, he he tried. Whenever I come off of him, he tried to he tried to come around and uh, ride me. And I said, you know, nope, I'm smart enough to know that's not my calling. And so, so I, I decided against bull riding, and uh, was able to spend some time with other things. But it certainly gets you out of your comfort zone. Uh, I remember. Uh, all kind of different things in life where if I hadn't have been willing to push myself to a different place, to a different level, that I would have missed out on a bunch of stuff that I have been privileged and blessed and honored to be a part of. And so today, I really wanted to make sure that uh, I told somebody, and I don't, I don't know who's out there listening to these things. I, I, I hope it's more than just me, and if not, maybe it's just for me. But if you will understand there is a hidden gem of truth in trying to live our lives, that if we will allow ourselves to become a little uncomfortable— if we would allow ourselves in in living our lives to to do something and and maybe have God put us in a place that makes us a little bit uncomfortable, it may open up into a promise and a blessing that you haven't seen yet, that maybe you haven't even thought of, that maybe you haven't even dreamed of. Uh, when I sat in that first FFA class. I remember it was in what we call the old field house there in Deweyville, and it was you walked up a set of steps. It was in a classroom above the weight room and all that that was in the old field house where the football players would practice and what have you. And uh, you walk up that outside staircase, and you get up there, and it was a classroom, and that was where our first that was my first FFA classroom. And I can assure you, while I may have known everybody in the class because we were a small class, we've been going to school together. For, you know, since the time many of us, most of us, as a matter of fact, uh, since kindergarten, still today, very tight knit. Uh, love my classmates from '86. You rock, 
class of 86 Deweyville High. We're the pirate class that's the best. And yeah, you heard me say it. And uh, uh, I, I, I was in there with friends, right? But I was not going to be one. I was not comfortable in front of people, was not comfortable wanting to put myself out there and having the focus and the spotlight on me. I, I That was not something that I intended to do, ever wanted to do. And uh, lo and behold, because of being pushed just a little bit, and then allowing myself, I did have to say yes. I could have told Mr. Waldrum no and uh, would have done something else and whatever. But because of that, it opened up such a wonderful opportunity to not only learn but to experience. And I met great friends that I still have today through FFA, through running for, you know, you know, local chapter offices and then our district office, McGee Bend District. I think it was a McGee Bend District. I'm having to go back in my poor old brain and old is a relative term, I know, but it has been a few years. And then I was an area nine officer twice and uh man i i had good friend man i developed great friendships and learned from those friends over the years that that i was a part of that and i have brought that with me and i've taken that into other parts of my life and today there's a in in fact my wife gets tickled i still have uh stored away i know exactly where it's at it's in a box i have what i call my little black book and I know some of y'all out there thinking, my wife thought whenever I called it my little black book, it was all my girlfriend's numbers. Uh, because for somehow, somehow in all this, I, I got a reputation of, of uh, being kind of a bad boy. I, I don't know how I got that. I just enjoyed, I enjoyed taking uh, girls out and having a good time and going having a, a meal. And I, I never dated very steadily. So I did, I did date a lot of, a lot of different uh, gals and enjoyed it, and it was part of what I did. But this little black book had no phone numbers in it. It was simply a small black uh, – I forget who makes the thing, but it was a, had a little, little two-ring binder in it. It was about the size of a five-by-eight postcard. And within that, I had all of my notes from my speeches, from uh, – motivational talks norman vincent peel used to put out a little handout and i would i would find excerpts in there and i, I would put those in the phone it's it's about a, an inch thick and i could take that black notebook and i could go anywhere to any function any ffa christmas banquet any ffa meeting and i could take that book and uh i could take it and i could develop a speech uh, from from absolutely nothing. I had enough in there to get me by for a speech. And every once in a while, I open it up, and I pull it out, and I look at some of them old speeches, and I go, wow. Uh, I don't know if you've come any further than that, but uh, I can remember, you know, what an amazing thing it was to be able to do that, never thinking you could have done that before. And uh, it opened up a lot of things, opened up my eyes to a lot of things. And folks, when God puts things in our path, when he puts us in places that we are uncomfortable, I would suggest to you, and I believe it to be the truth, that he has you there for a purpose. It may not be comfortable for you, but it's for a purpose. What that purpose is, is going to be dictated by how you respond to being uncomfortable. Look, nobody likes it. Nobody wants it. 
But we have to realize, we have to learn how to be uncomfortable so that God can do some things to make us grow. He does things that allow us to experience things that makes us better, develop our character, develop our morals, develop our ethics. And that's an uncomfortable place to be. Uh, I, I don't know who it was for today. I really don't. But I'm here to tell somebody today in your most uncomfortable place, a place you don't like to be, that you're unfamiliar with, and that you don't know how to handle what you're dealing with. Don't fret. Bible talks about being of good cheer. I would be here to tell you and would have to tell you my experiences have taught me that in my most uncomfortable times have come some of my biggest blessings and some of my biggest accomplishments because in my uncomfortable place, is a place where God performs some of the biggest miracles in our life. I have a lot of stories, and we'll revisit this at some point in time, but I can assure you today, if you're struggling, listen to me. If you're struggling, it's okay to struggle. If you're hurting, it's okay to hurt. But realize that while you're in that place, always have hope, Always trust that his grace is sufficient. And at some point in time, looking back on it, you may very well say, you know what? I would not be where I am at today if it had not been for my uncomfortable place. Hey, look, you have been listening to New Life Living, a podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Randy Hennigan. And look, remember, Sunday at 1030, Wednesday night, at 7 o'clock Bible study, or the Church on the Hill, uh, 3635 Highway 42 South Price, Texas. Look, we're just seeking a great life living for God. We love you. We appreciate you. I hope we've said something to you today to help you in your situation. Remember, find us on your podcast medias, and uh, be sure to subscribe. Make sure you leave some comments because we need to know how we're doing out there. God bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. And go live a great life living for God.